welcome to Darnley Cyber Cafe. I'm your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. Episode 54, Why You Can't Trust the Internet. Okay, thank you everyone from joining this episode of Darley Cyber Cafe. So why you can't trust the internet? So to recap this episode, we'll be talking about what is misinformation and disinformation and the various problems of today. Where does it come from and what does it do to our society? And how to protect yourself from this field of lies? Let's talk about it. What is misinformation and disinformation? To quote Abraham Lincoln, don't believe everything you read off the internet. I really hope you figured out that was a joke, okay? Because uh, the internet did not exist around Abraham Lincoln's time, just to put it out there. Uh, A quote I heard about learning information from the internet, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. And for those who have seen a fire hydrant being opened, you notice it's a lot under a lot of pressure. So a lot of water comes out. So that's kind of the same deal with learning stuff from the internet or the amount of information availability on the internet. It just comes at you with a lot of force and you can get a lot of it in a short amount of time. How do you know What information is presented on a website, social media, or even a podcast that is based on so-called facts? Is the source even legitimate? Are you aware misinformation and disinformation, they have two separate meanings? So let's start with misinformation. So what is it? It is the information that uh, that is false, inaccurate, or misleading according to the best available evidence at the time. Now, misinformation is faulty information that results from the breakdowns on the aid information processes. So that's representing, collecting, storing, retrieving, evaluating, transforming, sending, and receiving. Now, keep in mind, when it comes to evidence, it does change over time. And in terms of evidence... Nothing is really um, permanent. You know, over time, there are situations where evidence seems to point a different direction after some considerable thought, time, and consideration about a a specific process. Now, I'm going to give you some samples of misinformation. So, the misuse of stats or statistics, um, cherry-picking, fake news, false rumors, and our all-time favorite, propaganda. Now, disinformation is the creation and distribution of intentionally false information. These are usually for scams, hoaxes, and forgeries. Now, another not-so-well-known word is called infodemic. This means an overabundance of information, some accurate and some not. That is what makes it so difficult for people to find trustworthy sources 
and reliable guidance when they need it. So when, you, when you're viewing content, regardless of the form, ask yourself these questions. Does it provoke an emotional response? Does it make bold statement on a controversial issue? Is it an extraordinary claim? Does it contain clickbait? Does it have topical information that is within context? Does it use small pieces of valid information that are exaggerated or distorted? Another problem today is this use in political arenas. This really could be anything. This information is typically distributed on various online and social platforms, which try to inflict as much influence as possible. We will really never completely eliminate misinformation or disinformation, especially on our free societies. However, we have to develop some consensus around the facts. Now, I say this because we have to understand the the reality here is that people are going to try to bend the truth or lie to you or, or say something so many times that you start to believe it. This existed in history. You pull back the history books, you'll see this information. So it's really the first step here is to understand that the misinformation, disinformation is not going to go away, but it could be could be fought against. So where does it come from? What does it do to our society? Well, this misinformation, disinformation can come from can come with many masks. Uh, it can be encouraged or can be encountered in social media, books of fiction, websites, TV, radio, blogs, vlogs, etc. Also by listening to mainstream news. Now, something that was reported to be accurate, but after further investigations, may reveal new evidence to the contrary. Now, to further this, there is also intentional fabrication and propaganda across the board, even within mainstream legacy media. Misinformation can be spread on purpose. People prefer to pass information along that is likely to invoke an emotional response, whether or not it's true or false. Even with better access to information with the internet, this won't simply solve the problem. Even when we can uh, check the facts on the internet is also often an illusion, as people can get the impression that they understand something, in fact, they are overlooking some major or simply trusting the wrong sources. This can eventually, go, evidently, go to a decline in trust. More information available also means that it's impossible to critically evaluate every single piece of information we get. Sometimes we have to use heuristics or rules of thumb. We believe that fits in with what we already know or what others believe. Being a skeptic in the true sense of the word, critically assessing evidence and questioning people's motives and not to be confused with denial. Now, this requires significant effort and time, and often we lack one or both of those. The uh, misinformation effect, according to psychological research, uh, people's memories can be made wrong by information they learn after an event they're recalling. So example example of this was back in uh, 2018, 
the, the, the CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, in Prince Edward Island ran a story about stricter punishments of drivers who illegally passed stop school buses. Now, this information was correct for 155,000 residences. However, this story picked up massive interest in the United States and 5.8 million Facebook users. Seeing a headline with a photo of a school bus, many people, that story, they just assume that story applied to their area. Now, social media is a massive, as we all know, it's a massive sounding board for gathering, amplifying movements and messages. Now, these platforms use the data you give it to give you the appropriate movements for you to join or consider, especially with growing trends that can really put people at a disadvantage. Now, let's not forget about privacy. What kind of data are you passing to these companies? Let's not forget, in 2018, Cambridge Atletica scandal, where this firm mined data from 87 million Facebook users without their consent. Bad actors will also use this information against you personally or against any movement that operates within social media channels. People tend to forget that the internet is not temporary. Every single thing we do is in digital stone and it lasts forever. Think of it as your permanent record, digitally. This is why we have to be extra careful what sort of truths that are being told, what, or, or even the bold lies and the subvert truths that make us become vulnerable to this misinformation. Now, this will continue to destroy, fabricate, and obstruct our society with the amount of misinformation that is out there on the internet. This is why it's fundamentally important to question everything. Don't accept anything as fact until you conduct further research. Don't blindly trust information that you think resonates with your current mindset or the flavor of the month. Weigh the evidence and use multiple sources. If you see one piece of evidence, your your judgment could be clouded and and when you're not provided with enough evidence to raise the red flag when necessary. Mix your sources, as relying on one to three different channels may misconstrued your opinion over an event or a movement. There are many sources, academic journals, newspapers, magazines. Each serves its purpose based on what type of information it provides about a topic or event discussed at any given moment in history. So don't just rely on one kind. Instead, consider all available options before deciding what happened during an event or trend that may, may not have even been recorded or, or even dealt with appropriately. So what are the motives? Well, when reading anything, consider the motives. Look at for the evidence and the reasoning. Find out the facts and if the data supports the evidence, is this just someone's opinion? Or think of it as a group tank think opinion, if if you will. Wait until you verify independently. Don't include anything if you're a blogger or influencer until you verify that this information is 100% accurate and relevant. Now, trust me, the internet is beautiful. I love it. And it is really the next step in human evolution, in my opinion, aside from artificial intelligence. 
However, it can be a very dark and dangerous place. It is understandable to be lost in this world if you don't check the facts. Use multiple sources and weigh the evidence and avoid sharing anything you are not 100% sure of. Doing these things will reduce, not eliminate, the spread of misinformation and disinformation out there. I want to be clear that we all make mistakes. And I'm sure a lot of you who are listening understand that um, it's really hard to get this information. It's really hard to think of ways that you can share, be on top of your news and um, provide relevant information at certain times. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we're all guilty of this where we share something and realize that's not true. Either that be through mainstream legacy media or through some secondary news article source, um, you know, we can be duped. And there's a lot of these satire websites out there now, too. It's kind of really hard to really just determine and ascertain what is really true and what's really false out there. So how do we protect ourselves from the field of lies? Well, I got to quote this. To, to quote Agent Mulder from the X-Files, Deep Throat said, Trust no one. And that's hard, Scully. Suspecting everyone, everything, it wears you down. You even begin to doubt what you know is a truth. End quote. And I love this quote. And I love this show, if you haven't realized that by now. Um, because with X-Files, this show really put in perspective to me myself of how you can't believe everything that you're told, especially on the government. Now, I'm not saying be paranoid of every single thing. No. What I'm saying is that there is certain information out there that your governments, no matter where you are in the world, and I know a lot of my listeners here across the world, but no matter what your governments say, there is some sort of bias or agenda behind what they say. And some people will be for it and some people will be against it. But the, the, the point here, the, the, the main point I'm trying to make here is that the Internet is used as a massive sounding board for a lot of misinformation, disinformation and propaganda. And no country is immune to this. Uh, no matter where in the world you, you live, and some of you may live in, in countries that are, are, are a bit different. Um, the ones I'm speaking of don't listen to this podcast. So it's kind of irrelevant. Um, but it really, it comes down to um, being aware, keeping your ear on the ground, but also not falling for every single thing you see on the internet or hear on the news. So it goes back to that. Trust no one. It's, it's not easy. It's really hard. And you don't have to be a secret agent to, to have this sort of mindset. And you can't walk around the world being completely gullible either. So the internet, is, the internet world is rife with information, false information, skewed statistics, opinions, political opinions, and propaganda. No matter where you visit, from a trusted source, legacy media, alternative media, even the dark web, political website, political affiliated website, or an agency owned by someone who has a particular political agenda. <laughs> We're all caught between a rock and a hard place, man. Corporations, businesses, political parties, government agencies all skew information to better themselves, to make themselves look better. And now fabricating stories, uh, stretching the truth, mixing facts with fiction. Our world today 
uh, has been connected in ways unheard of 60 years ago. But the amount of information, or amount of misinformation, sorry, and disinformation is running like wildfire. Now, trust me, many of us level-headed individuals are just looking at all sources to ascertain the truth, or at the very least, unfabricated, unbiased truth. Unfortunately, this is something that's extremely difficult and honestly tiring to sift through the garbage data that is out there. I wish I could dispense one bit of useful information to keep all of you protected for the rest of your lives. But unfortunately, that's never going to happen given the complexities of our digital jungle and the birth of artificial intelligence. Now, that's a, that's a different conversation, which we'll talk about in another podcast. Now, I will dispense some advice that I personally use every day to shield myself from the onslaught of misinformation and disinformation while online, aside from the whole trust no one thing. Number one, always pay attention to where your news is coming from. Now, you're going to see news from Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, legacy media, secondary media, or any news website. You got to ask yourself, who is this coming from and what is the background? If the uh, article is accusatory, ask yourself, who does this benefit? What is the underlying source material in that article? Number two, if you see information on social media, check the source. If someone you know or family member posts an article on social media, it does not mean it's, it's 100% true. Do your due diligence before taking credibility on that headline or article. Just take a few minutes of, of your effort to validate that by cross-referencing somewhere else. Number three, within news articles, examine the sources within the article. Now, I, I, I want to be clear here because I, I always see people tell me, oh, darling, you're, you're against legacy media, you're anti-legacy media. You know, generally speaking, generally speaking here, journalists that work within traditional news outlets have professional centers to follow. However, they usually have a bias in the news they are telling given the agency they work for. This is why statistically, people are starting not to trust legacy media as this bias has become very well known over the years. Now, even if the media outlets name their sources, these uh, quote-unquote experts can also be biased in their information that fits the narrative of that particular agency. This is why it's very exhausting to find legitimate news agencies to have true unbiased sources because they generally try to fit particular narratives that suits their audience. Now, unfortunately, there's always a political agenda and people tend to side with the agencies they align with or they tend to uh, side with the news that they they resonate better with or they or, or as the, the new kids call it when they vibe with. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's very important to understand that I'm not saying every single legacy media out there is bad and we shouldn't listen to them. That's not what I'm trying to get at at all. What I'm trying to say is that even when there are reputable, there are reputable agencies out there, you have to follow the money. If you ever heard that phrase before, follow the money. Uh, some news agencies are owned by other corporations or they're owned by someone who has lots of money that 
pulls the strings, as you will, from the top to dictate what sort of makes it out there and what, what kind of comes in the front page or the digital front page on your screen or on your phone. So it's very wise to just understand that, you know, you, you can't always think everything you see there is face value. You, you need to do your due diligence in some way, shape or form before you start to decide that you're going to um, take a stand or take an opinion on a particular subject. Now, moving on, number four, don't get hung up on headlines. Very important here, people. Don't get hung up on the headlines. You know the saying, don't judge a book by its cover? That same, that same adage goes with news headlines. Headlines are typically misleading as the, the point of it is try to, to get you to click on the article or buy the paper. Hey, who reads newspapers anymore? I, trust me, I won't judge. I'm curious. Um, but keep in mind, though, the editors who work for these these companies um, understand um, or not understand they, they have a great job at making and designing those headlines to have more readers for their news article. Number five, drink from the fire hydrant. Like I said earlier in the beginning of this podcast, water coming from a fire hydrant is plentiful, just like sources on the Internet. Always get sources from various other sources. If you read something that conveys some emotion, outrage, or joy, it's a clear, indica- a clear indicator that you must read into it more deeply. A good majority of misinformation tactics are designed to, to activate a strong anger or fear response. I'll say this again. A good majority of misinformation tactics are designed to activate a strong anger or or fear response. Always, always, always check before getting emotionally involved. I have seen many people in my time who have looked at headlines, who looked at pieces of information. They were scared. They are angry. They're upset. They were frustrated. There was some sort of emotional response. But the best way to fight against misinformation and disinformation, especially stuff that gets you angry or, or upset, is to get all the facts straight. Get all the information there before you um, repost or before you run around and tell everyone what you read was angered you and, and upset you. You know, we we are as a society very sensitive. And that is why news media outlets far and wide, no matter who they are, use these particular tactics to get us emotionally charged. And that's what continues to divide us as societies all over the world is that very tactic is what is used. It's a weapon of war, believe it or not. Information war, as you will. But that is what they use to, to pin us against each other, just so you know. And I don't speak from any experience whatsoever. Number six, if you see or hear someone you care about, share misinformation, educate them. Don't forget, they also may get bamboozled by media outlets, misinformation, or fear-mongering. Always be kind with helping people identify misinformation. And, and, and that's very important. Always be kind when helping people identify misinformation. Going back to what I said earlier, they do this to invoke an emotional response. If we take a step back and figure this out together, then we will be able to calmly, respectfully, and maturely identify this misinformation together. So don't intentionally repeat lies. 
if you are certain you have the facts, like 100% certain you have all the facts and you've done your due diligence, or you can speak out of, out of authority if it's, if it's within your line of work, provide them with the information which will help them expand their mindset over the topic, fighting them, calling them stupid or that they are fake news will only worsen the ordeal. Don't forget, you could be wrong, you could be in the wrong yourself. Keeping an open mind during dialogue is the best and mature way of dealing with differences. And again, I'll go back to this, like I'm trying to hit on a point here. The emotional responses we get in various news media outlets are done on purpose. And we have enough hate in this world. Let me make this very clear. I'm not going to preach today, but we have enough hate in this world as it is. And we as mature adults, because many of the listeners to my podcast are mature adults, I hope anyways, um, you don't come to this cafe for, um, you know, misinformation, disinformation, right? You got to keep an open mind during dialogue. And, and that's very key in setting aside differences, even though we may not agree. We can agree to disagree all we like, and that's perfectly fine. That's okay. But, but sitting down, having a mature conversation, having dialogue with each other, understanding that it's, this world is not black and white at all, at all. And the just faster you realize that, uh, the, the quicker you'll be more open-minded to accept some of the nonsense that you're experiencing in your life right now. Now, number seven, just find alternative sources. They do exist. Now, finding sources that are unbiased, contains credible sources, and has journalistic integrity is not impossible. Having a, that's interesting, let me see if it's really true, mindset will save you from future headaches or having to consume more misinformation. Now, double-checking sources from a place of science can be extremely difficult and time-consuming. Trusted information can be skewed to benefit a political agenda or a country's propaganda. Just don't take my word for it. Evidence of this clearly exists in our history books. No country in this world is immune to this. Science is constantly evolving. Research needs to be conducted, and sometimes the results are skewed to whomever is funding and benefiting from it. Remember remember when we all believed, I'm talking about the past here, remember when we all believed the world was flat? Those were simpler times, eh? Actually, a buddy of mine is one of those flat earthers. He told me he's angry and is going to the edge. I have a feeling he'll come around. Uh, well, that will do it for this episode. Thanks for stopping by Darnley's Cyber Cafe. I hope you don't stay just for the dad jokes. See you next time.